Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Business of Esports podcast is sponsored by Esports Entertainment Group, a leading esports and online gambling company. For more information, go check them out at esportsentertainmentgroup.com. Welcome to the Business of Esports podcast, the official podcast of esports. We explore the intersection of business and esports, one of the fastest growing industries in the world and the future of fun. Please welcome your hosts, William the Esports Professor Collis and Paul the Esports Prophet Dawalibi. The Business of Esports podcast begins now. From the keyboard to the boardroom, this is the Business of Esports podcast. I am Paul Dawalibi. I'm joined today by my friends and co-hosts, Jimmy Barada and William Collis. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome to the official podcast of eSports. What we do here is we cover the most pressing gaming and eSports topics and news of the week, but we look at all of it through a business and C-suite lens. We dissect, we analyze the business implications of everything happening in this industry. For our regular listeners, thank you guys for tuning in every week. Thank you for all the love, the five-star ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. Thank you if, by the way, you went on Amazon.com and left a review on William's book, The Book of eSports. Um, we appreciate that as well. And by the way, if you haven't already, go follow us everywhere on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, wherever you get business of esports content. Uh, would love for you to follow, subscribe, you know, whatever, whatever mechanism on each social media. Um, it's all appreciated. Jimmy, William, how are you guys doing this week? Awesome. Yeah, Jimmy, you, you must have had a good week, right? Uh, I always have great weeks, William. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm it's, it's the start of September and I'm finally on summer break. My course at UCI just wrapped for the quarter. So I have a nice few weeks off. So I'm looking forward to that. Can I ask you guys a, a gaming industry question? The hardest hitting one uh, I think I've ever asked. No, I'm just kidding. Is it about the Diablo 2 re-release? That's starting strong. Why, why do no game companies do their open betas or closed betas on Labor Day weekend. Like literally one of the only times where you can sort of dedicate some time to playing games and they all do it like, you know, new world is, is tomorrow or this weekend call of duty is like in two weeks from now. Like what, why not Labor Day weekend well, when everyone has the time off? It's a good question. I mean, I, I think partly it's just, you know, historically releases and marketing events have anchored around certain calendar windows and it's difficult to move off of those. 
I think partly it's the devs would probably like Labor Day weekend too. <laughs> it's probably no, pretty hard no, to do an open not allowed. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of things. What's you know? burnout? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it is, I do think it's strange that there's such clustering of releases, right? And I know why historically that is because it's marketing calendars, but it does seem like in today's digitally driven marketing economy, you should see the releases much more evenly spaced rather than say everything clustering around like November timing, right? It is it is mostly frustrating for me personally, who would have loved to play a game or two, a, a new game, uh, in open beta or closed beta form uh, during Labor Day weekend. And now there's no chance, right? Like next weekend, I'm not going to have time. The weekend after, I'm not going to have time. Yeah, I had time last weekend. <laughs> well, and you know now now you really want to have time because we have such an incredible guest today. There's going to be such insight and knowledge dropped. We'll be ruminating on this for months you know amazing guest who may have an answer to my question That's in true. fact he would probably uh, know more than we, <laughs> we have none other than mike vorhouse uh ceo of vorhouse advisors mike welcome to the podcast thanks it's uh hard going up against all these radio faces <laughs> <laughs> That's, this is uh this is why our our our, our our listener base went down when we introduced video, right? They, they realized who they were actually listening to. I, I've never looked this good. <laughs> um, Mike, for our, for our listeners and our viewers uh, who have not heard of you, and, and I'm sure there are very few, uh, but those who maybe don't know the Mike Vorhouse story, would love for you to give them a bit of your background, how you got into gaming, why you got into gaming, uh, you know, what you spend most of your time doing today. Uh, what things you're excited about, et cetera. Just a bit of the Mike story. Sure, sure. And by the way, the uh, the Labor Day thing, uh, I think at one time it was very much, even in the early days of games as a service, literally you were still testing for for um, bandwidth and, 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 and load and load balancing. And I think now stuff's load balanced earlier and then load overall is not really an issue anymore. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I personally got into games if there hadn't been such good reading that I wanted to promote here over my shoulder, I would have had up a Ms. Pac-Man screen. Uh, you know, I'm an arcade kid. Uh, you know, I mean, when I got out of college, I was playing Doom and uh, early Mist and whatnot. But and then my, you know, as I got involved in the internet digital non-gaming business, particularly around '95 when uh, Excite and AOL both hired me as a consultant and an advisor. And then by the time I kind of got integrated into gaming as part of my professional consumer analyst work, which was 2000, kind of with the decay of the internet, it was kind of the right response. I was starting to get a little bit on the edge and spending more time in the pogo, casual environment, you know, missing planes, playing pop it. I did miss a plane once playing Ms. Pac-Man in St. Louis, actually. (laughs) Um, And now today, I, I don't even try. I've been playing Dots for... Eight years. It's a good game. I know. It's Ever since bad. it came out, yeah. every time they change something, I'm pissed off at them. <laughs> and I wrote, I wrote the founder one day, and I go, I cannot get like away from these, like whatever the hell's they are. And he goes, Oh, you know. I go, I went to YouTube, and I couldn't even understand their explanation. And now uh, he goes, Oh, you know, you got to do so and so and so. And here's a hundred free bombs. By the way, biggest mistake of my life with dots buying something. The day I bought one thing, my entire relationship with the game changed. They're squeezing my you-know-whats every effing minute, all because they think I might once again reach into my tight little pockets. Um, but, you know, the best thing about gaming for me has been, and I'll brag for a second, is that it's fun. You get to work with cool people. I've had the chance to know uh, William quite a bit. If you're a smart guy and you're a lucky guy, you make some money. Uh, I was particularly uh, lucky to have met Andrew Paradise and Jason Robbins almost 10 years ago each, uh, respectively the founders of DraftKings and, and, and Skills. And I didn't have to write a very big check to get, you know, 1,000x return nine years later. So I don't think there's a better industry for me. I'd like to meet Elon Musk. I will admit that. And that's kind of the story, you know. I got into it. I got into the internet. Internet led me to gaming. Gaming led me to my passions. And I love working with entrepreneurs. And it's all game of scale from an investing point of view. 
And, and Mike, the Forehouse Advisors, just to be clear, works primarily with startups in the gaming space. Is that? Yeah. And I, I have to say, I think you'll find few companies, well, a lot of digital media, a lot of video content and whatnot and social and not. But, you know, the really interesting thing about Forehouse Advisors is you have never worked in a company. You've never even heard of a company with a more unified board of directors, more transparent, uh, meets every morning, seven days a week, 15 minutes stand up in the shower, very few blockers. Um, you know, first thing they made, decided early on that I've subsequently amended was was wine at lunch. I got rid of that. I found out at my age I couldn't do it. Uh, we haven't passed the private plane rule yet, but we're still got our fingers crossed. And uh, Friday afternoons are off. This sounds like a great place to work. How can people apply? <laughs> uh, you know, watch watch whatever poor publication covers my obituary, and feel free to come on and step on in. So you know, it's it's a fun way to move towards the end of your career and get to work with guys like you and and just some also great people. Um, you know, who I hope you'll you know have on your you know show in the future. Jim Greer at Roblox now and all the great guys at Roblox and, and Emily Greer starting double loop. And um, my, my great friend in Israel Toya that we'll maybe talk about later Roblox studio that's raising money. And, you know, there's so many great, great people around the world in gaming. Uh, Mike, is there anything you look for in particular in the companies you work with or invest in? Is there, you know, what, I'm curious what the formula looks like for you, if there is one. Um, so I do think it's a numbers game, and I do think luck is important. I do think you occasionally get an entrepreneur, and and William has proven to be this, who um, is adept, uh, will will make the right decisions at the right time. You know, will take a double and and play for the the home run next time. And I I like those guys. I, I had one guy, not William, who did a company, and I only made like one hundred and fifty four dollar profit, and he was kind of embarrassed. Um, and I, I said to him recently, cause he called me, it's quite a few years ago and it's probably five years ago, four years ago. Anyway, just soon after I left Maggot three years ago, I guess. And, uh, and he goes, you know, I feel bad. You only made 154 bucks. And I go, Hey, I went to dinner. I was happy. I appreciated the money. And now he started another company and he's in it for the long haul. I will tell you my pet peeves and I don't necessarily not help somebody. I, you know, most of the VCs, uh, and most of the confederations of angels I know, you know, they want to look at stuff broadly. I'm, you know, a kind of wide entry point into the ecosystem. But I do not like lack of open-mindedness. And I will tell you that there are, I'll go, I'll go no further in characterization than saying they're almost always male. But other than that, I will not get into nations, or anything else. But when a 28-year-old tells me that I should invest in them because they're enthusiastic and then tells me he doesn't need my money because he's already got his 15 million wrapped up, and I turn to him and go, make you a deal. Next 24 hours, send me, I'll take unsigned term sheets, totally $15 million for your project, and I will personally deposit $1,000 cash in each of your bank accounts. Needless to say, that did not happen. So I think Silicon Valley kind of effed things up for a lot of people because this fake FOMO. You want FOMO? Get a signed term sheet. Um, and it sucks anyway. You know, I like I like my, you know, FOMO is like a lemon just method of you know vesicle and i'm much more of like into chocolate vesicles sweetness sweetness and light in this year of 5782 uh just starting i mean but in all seriousness it's just give me a break and, and by the way i have to show a deck i i can't begin to tell you how i feel about that <laughs> this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. 
It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. You don't like them, or you like them? I, 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 if I know that venture capitalists and people, you know, I'm not going to be in a deal that aren't really good people, I hope. And I know that people much busier than me, much more important than me, much more money under management than me, don't want to look at decks early. And I think we all want to, you know, make a fairly quick judgment call. And I'll, I'll help almost anybody. This may have been a mistake to say. Uh, you know, I'm easy enough to reach, you know, on LinkedIn. I, I answer all my LinkedIn, you know, requests and whatnot. And, you know, let guys even more experienced than me um, decide if it's doable. But I don't need a, to understand the company to that degree. I need look if you're if you've got no money and no product. I want to hear your vision. You got to do it with a deck. I get it. But as soon as you've raised any money, and as soon as you have a product, it's about traction. So great, ninety-two percent day three retention, amazing, love it. Come on, how many people? And by the way, it will take some entrepreneurs three minutes which is a long time, to answer the question of 1,000 people or 500 people because they want to explain to me why the number they're about to give to me is good. And it's like, I'm cool. I get it. Products, you know what? Amazing. If you have 5,000 people play your game, you had 500 people play it earlier. Oh, my God. Surprise, surprise. And if you can get to 50,000, great. And, 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 and by the way, the man or woman who says to me, well, what is scale? You know, how many people should be playing my game before my retention metrics are reasonable? I, I love that. That's a good use of this phone call uh, that you're having. And by the way, and particularly venture capitalists who listen to more of this than I do, um, don't have a canned answer for everything. William needs to work on this a little bit. You guys get that? You ever said <laughs> something? Do. I do. Yeah, I do. I always try to prep my answers. Yeah, well, yeah, and also you ask William a question, he just did it, and he jumps right in on you because he's effing smart. 
And so he knows the question you're going to ask. I got no problem with that. But with VCs, if you really want to play it, yeah, you have most of your answers right, scale, you know, you know, some key ones. But let's say it's a gaming situation. This is great. Let's say it's a gaming situation to 3v3 action game, action shooter game. Seems like there's going to be a lot of esports opportunity. And the VC says, so how are you going to make it? How are you going to get it there? How's it going to become an esport? And you go, well, you know, that's the question, right? Let's look at Overwatch. Let's look at Call of Duty. Let's look at Dota. Let's look at ones that maybe haven't done as well. What do they have in common? What's different? Let these guys see how you think. And then on a good question, please don't say good question after every question. I don't want to kill you when you people do that. <laughs> they do it all the Ask the guy back. You're right. You're right. I wish I'd been in a meeting the first time somebody said, I'm using Pinterest for UA at 10 cents CPI. And the VC said, yeah, but how are you handling Facebook CPI? And the guy goes, you know, I can't seem to get out of the way of the bulldozer and I'm getting killed. Got any ideas? Got any guys who figured it out? Because I can't do enough Pinterest. Now, now you're halfway to a term sheet. <laughs> By flipping it around on them. And, and engaging, engaging in a conversation yeah. and actually showing people how you think. Mm -hmm. There are two types of people in this world when making arguments. Those who are thinking while talking about how they're right and to prove it. I'm giving all four of us a chance to resonate with that to some extent. <laughs> and then the person, and I work my butt off at doing this, and I need to do it better every day, who's thinking about how they could be wrong. That's the smart guy in the room. It, would you say then, Mike, like so much of what I'm hearing is, is not so much the an evaluation of the business but an evaluation of the people like and it's a bit cliche but are you are you betting on people first before you make any other evaluation you usually look it's it is somewhat formulaic if you're pre-product pre-revenue you've never done this before <laughs> you you, re, you should not have watched you know the silicon valley tv show i mean <laughs> Pure idea almost never works. And when it does, it's because it's David Helgeson's idea, mm. the founder of Unity. Um, now, every now and then, if you've ever written a check to an entrepreneur, something happens. Usually it's, like in William's case, really great recommendations from people I respected. And he is, you know, contagious. Uh, but sometimes it's something else and I'm going to be careful about this because the guys, you know, he's fully public, but, but he hasn't, you know, I think there's a tipping. I don't want to, I would never want to give away clubhouse before clubhouse gave away itself, but I met a guy through lunch club, which would not be my normal stomping grounds. I've been impressed by it though. Very young man, younger than any of you, uh, by far, right around about far. Um, and he had an idea about an app for the 25 and under generation that was basically the app for blank. I'm not going to say it. And his point was there's an app for everything for these people, you know, Venmo, dating, uh, scheduling, weather, finding vacations, restaurant choices, you know, remembering your parents anniversary. I, I mean, uh, you know, fulfillment of all, you know, from only fans to, Philanthropy, charity, you know, Venmo, Patreon. I mean, seriously, honestly, tell me something. And this guy hit on a mid-sized idea that he was going to be the, the, the Tinder of blank. And I said to him, then raised a penny, had no product. And I said, I actually think that makes a lot of sense. I think you've identified one of the few areas where there's not an app out helping people, but I think you could take it one step bigger. And he has subsequently done that. Um, of course, I think the fact that I may have had that idea might 
not end up in the book. This happens. I told him at lunch a couple of weeks ago. I go, you know, if this is as big as it could be, you won't be CEO in two years. <laughs> I haven't actually heard from him in a couple of weeks, which may have something, you know, to do with that. But, you know, he's getting some virality. But, you know, all these, you know, I mean, you know, experience is, if I'm not pitching experience, I'm an idiot. And, uh, and, and so, you know, he gets a call from Andreas and Horowitz, and that becomes, I'm, you know, about to get a term sheet. And it was like every month now I write, how's that term sheet going with Andreas Norwitz? Because, you know, it didn't come. But he just raised some more money. I, I'll give you a great idea of what I mean by big idea. Now, these guys were further down the road. And I can tell this one fully. So Tenor was Riffsy, which is like Giphy. Sold to Google a number of years ago, $127 million, Had a tiny bit of money in it. Met the CEO, co-founder, is a very good friend of mine, Eric Hackenberg. Met David McIntosh, the, the founder and CEO. And David and I were talking, very compelling gentleman, Berkeley, uh, doubly, you know, advanced studies, you know, you know, been at a couple companies, you know, had a, a partial exit, whatnot. And, you know, Tenor's animated GIFs and they're fun and, you know, so on and so forth. You know, who would have thought there'd be so many Shana Tava uh, 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 animated GIFs on, on Google and Facebook? I was, you know, kind of surprised yesterday. And so I'm talking to David a couple of years ago and he goes, what's the world's biggest language? And I go, well, you know, obviously I'm going to say Mandarin Chinese and you're going to know that's the obvious answer. So obviously you got some better answer. And he, and he, and, and by the way, he did not go, yes, I have a better answer, which plenty of people would have. And he goes, emojis. And I go, cool. I'll buy that. Emojis, the world's biggest language. He goes, animated gifts. I, I just tingled. Honestly, I'm not BSing you guys. I honestly just tingled. Animated GIFs. I, I just tingled again. I'm not. I know you guys think it's part of my routine. It's not. <laughs> I'm actually being honest because it's so brilliant. Animated GIFs are going to be the world's biggest language. Now, who does not want to write a check for that? It's compelling. Yeah. You guys yeah. already got a, a really good pitch. It's a great line. <laughs> yeah. You know, versus, hey, data for the Olympics. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. In the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike, I'm, are there any themes um, it, that you're you're focused on specifically in the gaming space, esports space? Like, are there are there specific trends you're looking at, themes in terms of the companies? Uh, you know. Uh, signs you're seeing that you know a lot of people are going after something these this specific area or that specific area i'm curious what you've seen in terms of trends we were asking some very great questions here first of all the nft thing bubble or not has been like perfectly everything's kind of fallen into place so kudos to people i think you know again there really is something there particularly in scarcity and and control um but you know a lot of people been screwing around i mean even dapper i mean how about my buddies at upland i mean you could have invested in them at a very low valuation not that long ago and now they're raising it you know a much more substantial valuation i mean look at eric Schurmeyer's company i mean i won't give you the numbers but you know eric's the co-founder of zing you see that's a guy who can go out and raise big money on a big valuation but he's got you know a five thousand monthly kager number and he's got three different ways of driving money within his nft so i think that's like super super real it's obviously too bad that vr has not been super 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 real it's just a hardware problem i think and i don't think there's any doubt that it will be you know you're kind of surprised when more guys haven't come out with more games and devices like nintendo and so the same has been at niantic right like why can't other guys get ar happening um they will I have always liked infrastructure um, uh, that did lead me into a dark era of, of ad tech. I'm a director of Perion, which is a relatively substantial NASDAQ company. And we are um, rightfully so through growth and revenue and profitability performing along with lots of other people in ad tech. Well, but it was some pretty nasty years for ad tech, but generally, you know, I guess I like infrastructure without arbitrage. If you can get me that. You know, obviously not going after Google. I mean, go after those ecosystems. I mean, I still think, uh, I mean, obviously companies building around the TikTok ecosystem, you know, maybe they're a tiny bit early, but I mean, the number of companies that have been built up around the Amazon ecosystem. uh, I love creator tools, which I consider infrastructure, build boxes, you know, somebody I'm involved in that's up and coming. Manticore has done a, you know, hat hat is off to, to Frederick and to, to Jordan, they raised a boatload of money, and I think they've made a good engine. You know, Unity is going to do things that none of us have even thought about. Um, people are, you know, why aren't people better hand, freehand artists? Well, probably because they're not creative. We got more creative people today than we had in the days of the popes and Michelangelo. And I guess we still got popes. Um, no, but art required a certain amount of cave art early UGC, right? Presumably. Presumably those guys had to go out and hunt and gather too. Um, but, but you know. They weren't, they weren't full time. Not full time. They weren't full time. I'm sure they weren't full time. <laughs> I mean, they had to sleep all winter, right? That caveman stuff is, you know, I don't know. But I'm ready for like a big one. I could last out six months. You know, this, this, I have to say Zoom does flatten your face a little bit. Um, if only no, they had it, thought of selling their too. cave art as NFTs. If only. Uh, <laughs> <they> would... <laughs> huge mess. <laughs> so I think we're going to, you know, there are so many. Do you know half of a half of 18 to 34 year olds in the country have made a video and and tried to monetize it? Now, most of them made under 100 bucks. But, you know, how many streamers are there out there? My buddies at Maestro. I uh, have a, a low price streaming product that's coming out. It's actually out. They're not marketing it big time yet, but it's you could find it if you looked for it. You know, how many people do you think would buy, you know, the power of maestro.io, but in a small piece of software that'll work with my, you know, prosumer? You know, I think there's 10 million people. I think there's 100 million people over the next couple of years making money in Europe and the US on games and content. My friends at Overwolf, where I'm, blessed to be an early investor these guys are killing it and by the way who's the original creator economy business model wise apple and android right take 30 percent. everybody should have a store and everybody should have a creator fund until further notice 
<laughs> and I would like to say a lot more about esports. I damn the people that want to argue incessantly about team valuations. Um, Why? If Bobby Kotick wants to sell a team for X dollars and whoever the hell wants to buy it, you know, maybe a lower price, a little slower walk up on that scale would have been fine. But this is not, first of all, the Clippers took forever to go from, you know, 2 million to 2 billion. But, you know, I've done research on this. The merch opportunity, you know, it's little. Yeah, like Amazon. No one's going to buy it. Oh, my God. I mean, I think people could spend thousands of dollars a year on merch. And I think the audiences get bigger. I think tipping is way underdone. Mm. And uh, how about gambling? Um, how about so the you, fact that you- Mike, are you bullish then on the esports teams uh, across like but not across their the valuations. board? But not, but not the not valuations. valuations today. Mm-hmm. In okay. general. So I'm curious then, you know, besides respecting the merch play, right? We talk about hoodie orgs a lot on the show. What do you think is the next thing that these teams need to do to actually justify the valuation? Uh, you had also mentioned tipping, for example. Yeah. Uh, and, and so these people all get it, right? We all know these same people. And some of them are extraordinarily talented. And so, and they're all smart. So, you know, this, we're a brand, we're a lifestyle. They're not, I mean, that's not wrong. That's right. Um, you know, so it was you know, quote unquote, real sports. Um, I think, I think people, I think it's building an intense community and I think it's trying to replicate, which is already there in many cases, but, but even bigger and even more intense and trying to replicate what, what happens when you have a team in a city. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea in esports, but I'm not saying it's a panacea, which I think some people thought it was, but I want that same degree. You know, I want like what you get with the Chicago Cubs. You know, once a Cubs fan, always a Cubs fan. Uh, by the way, everybody was saying 10 years ago, oh, the games are all going away. It's like, really? Like, how old is Call of Duty? How old is Counter-Strike? How old is Dota? I, I mean, I mean, if there's a game that should go away because it's too old, it's baseball. Well, that, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to get any disagreement here. Yeah, oh, I, I love you guys. <laughs> the question Many is why ago, I, Why did Activision Blizzard hire someone from Major League Baseball? That was that was the question we sort of had a good laugh about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, let's be clear about this. I think all the hires have been pretty damn good. Nate Nancer is a super good friend of mine. I just had Pete V over for lunch and whatnot. Um Maybe He's the real quite question. happy to be out of Activision Blizzard. Yeah, I get it for <laughs> sure. You can see it. You know, you drop twenty. I mean, Bobby's a you know, a, um, no nobody is a better. Uh, well, Les Moonvest was pretty good at this too. Nobody's kind of a better wooer, but you know, the wooing you know doesn't go forever. Uh, but I think these guys got got good experience, and and there are other good guys in uh, time, time, multiple business models. I think lower cost of goods, and I think they all know that. I think this like idea that you know, if your team's taking town cars to the airport, problem. Mike, I, I, I totally agree, right? I think the cost structures are are untenable for a lot of these teams, and they're on this sort of merry-go-round of having to always raise more venture money because um, they continue to burn uh, a lot of venture money, but. How do you feel about mobile esports specifically? Like this is a, a topic we come back to a lot, and and you seem bullish on not just the gaming opportunity, not just the broader gaming opportunity, but the esports opportunity as well. Um, how do you feel about mobile esports? Oh, yeah, Given your experience also, with dots, also. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Not, I guess I would have to think hard about how I would make dots in esports. I mean, you get into this issue of of competition versus watching competition. And, you know, if that's maybe your way of distinction, then, you know, I don't really anticipate people watch. I mean, reactions. I mean, you know, talking back, you know, who the heck knows? I mean, remember that a couple of years ago, we had like 50,000 women opening oysters every day on Facebook and selling the pearls to their followers. So, I mean, you know, anything can, you know, can, can happen. Um, but, but 
redirect me back more precisely into your esports question. I apologize. No, it's more just the mobile opportunity. Oh yeah, the I think mobile. I think I've always struggled, and also I'll speak personally. I won't speak for William or, or Jimmy here. I've always struggled a little bit with, on one hand, the business mobile businesses, mobile gaming businesses are just so f- phenomenal from being cash cows, right? For being cash cows. But on the other hand, I struggle with like, I, I want gaming to get to this immersive VR, you know, holodex kind of future. And, and I feel like mobile doesn't fit. Um, and I'm curious how you think about those two, I those tend to two things. I definitely tend to agree with you. You know, maybe what makes mobile, you know, so the natural thing is, well, mobile in order to watch my big traditional PC esports games, which is, um, I guess, kind of what Mob Crush became. You know, originally it was going to be mobile streaming of mobile esports. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, for those of us that had money in the venture funds that backed uh, Super Evil Megacorp, I ended up being right that the name was worth $10 million. Um <laughs> But, you know, it was a long slog for them. And I'm people I respect deeply, you know, Bo and Christian and whatnot. And, and they're whacking away at another game as they well should be. I had a huge fight with the guys. Nice. But 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 energetic at Shenzhen, in Shenzhen at Tencent, I don't know, 10 years ago, 8 years ago, about could you have a mobile MOBA? And they're like, you know, no way. And I'm like, yeah, well, 20 years ago you couldn't have, a you know, a, a console shooter. And now you can barely get somebody to play a shooter on PC. But, you know, <laughs> surprise, surprise, Tencent made the mobile MOBA. Uh, it just all seems inevitable, uh, you know, mobile first. You know, it's not in the United States yet, but it sure as heck is everywhere else. By the way, 27% of 18 to 34-year-olds, 50% more than, uh, say, TV, say if they could only have content on one device, this would be it. It. Hmm. One. Period. 55 and above 70% television. Um, and by the way, go further out. I mean, you know, I, I, I love the fact that SoftBank, and I hope they do get redeemed, you know, think about 300-year visions because I've been trying to think about 50-year visions. I'm not sure physical screens are relevant in 50 years. So I think content, which currently enters your brain through a series of chemical, physical, and biological elements and processes, uh, from the screen to your eye, to your brain. I don't understand why the screen must be done. If it's physics, chemistry, and biology, ultimately it, the content is going to be created and transmitted to your brain, and it is not going to matter because there won't be screens. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you this much. Certainly in the U.S., you know, don't sell your PC accessory stocks. You know, people have been saying the PC is dead, not just in gaming, but in every regard forever, that I've been in the industry 25 years. BS. And by the way, the tablet, let's just tell the truth here. Um, old men like me. I mean, it's not like it became... On iPads. Big, yeah. Yeah. It's not like the big iPad, the big iPhone for games. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service 
project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, go for it. Go for it. No, William, go ahead. You know, I, I'm curious. William's you know, been relatively quiet today for well, William. It, it, it's More than any I, other episode. Yeah, well, it's because I have I, my way with him. It's <laughs> because I, I get so much interaction with Mike anyway, you know, because, um, you know, we have we have a he's been a phenomenal supporter and an advisor and a mentor for me. So I'm just, I'm thrilled to have him here. And I always like to air his thoughts, but I, I want to go more into, yeah. And for those who don't know, Mike is highlighting the book of esports in the background, which I, one if of the, you haven't read this, you don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> but no, one of my, like the, the <laughs> most flattering moments in the book was getting the endorsement from Mike. And that was not easy to get, by the way. That was not easy to get. I had to beg and plead and, you know, come on, let me put your name on it. But, um, you know, but- Does this work? William, you're married, but before you were married, did that work? Uh, did you get away with that? Who knows? Who knows, Mike? Who knows my track record? Hey, at bats, man. Mm -hmm. But- um, It's but, the venture model. Yeah. But the serious question here, because I'm curious, I like speculating on that future, the screenless future, right? I think that's super interesting. And I think people in general don't appreciate how fast that change occurs, how much of a tipping point moment is. Like, and I always think of the moment in my life where I always go to his mobile phones, where like everyone had Blackberries and they sort of like, and we we're like, oh yeah, business, we get it. The iPhone came out like, well, it's sort of a better Blackberry. I mean, like it has a dynamic keyboard and some web browsing, but come on. And then all of a sudden within like two or three years, just everybody had converted over. It was night and day. Um, you know, I think very much that the same thing is going to happen with the immersive um, techs around, whether it's VR, AR, or AR, in your case, sort of screenless viewership. I think that's a huge moment we're coming up on in the industry. And I would love for you to say more about, and candidly, like how close is it? Because this is the thing I struggle with. Like you said, VR is gonna happen, it's a hardware issue, but when? Like it's a huge issue if it happens 15 years out versus oh, they're gonna five years out. They're gonna be this in less than five years. I mean, no question, right? I mean, it's taken a while. Hey, would my buddies at GenVid kind of be in this category of bringing immersive to the masses? You mean Jacob and, and those yeah. guys? Yeah, I think that would be a good fit. You should, if you want to talk about GenVid, it's interesting. What they're doing is pretty phenomenal, particularly with, I think, AI-generated television shows, right? Didn't they do something around that? Yeah, television shows slash games. Yeah. Episodic, uh, living. Um, by, by the way, I know I'm jumping around here a little bit for you, but uh, um, uh, Telltale. How come that didn't work? We need to break that down one day. Is episodic a, an option or not? Yeah, that's gaming? a really interesting question because they had really good franchises, right? They had like Sam and Max and like, and it was a very interesting business model, which is, you know, bite like basically like, hey, we can get a lower, like basically we can deliver a single player experience, but we can convert the $60 price point to a $9.99 price point. And it should work in theory because it's basically a microtransaction model, Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Actually, that's a really good point, Mike. Why did Telltale not work? It should be a <laughs> slam dunk. Was it just adventure games? Like, it's a good model, but adventure games had run their course. We were ready for different interactive media. Uh, you know, I, I would like to know, you know, maybe they were too self-satisfied. Um, maybe there's just too much content coming out to maintain an episodic momentum. 
Yeah, the, the, that could be it is, you know, if you think about it, like when you're really into a single player game, right? You want to keep playing the game. You know what I mean? You don't want to have to wait three more months for another $10. It's, it creates too many opportunities for disengagement. Or there are a hundred other ones waiting for me. Exactly. It, it discourages grinding in some way, mm-hmm. right? Like you're, it discourages you from actually blowing through the content. And it could also be just the admin of taking a $60 to a $9.99 price point is great. But other people had taken a $60 price point to a $0 price point. They'd invented free to play. So if price was a barrier for you, well, this was a big innovation. It wasn't the ER innovation because that was FTP, which was literally occurring at the same time. I, I, am, I have a problem when people tell me that they've got a paid app. Yeah. I just have had it beat into my head that I bet you, you could do better with a free. You know, an interesting company that's done very well, and I respect them, another Israeli company. I'm not involved with them directly, Lightricks. Um, you know, it's a paid app, and apparently they've done super well. But anytime I'm with their main funder, I'm always saying to them, I don't know, guys. I just think, yeah, free to play and just whack the crap out of the, out of all the, you know, the, the pimple, Dr. Pimple Popper endorses this pimple filter removal for 99 cents. By the way, if you don't watch Dr. Pimple Popper on TikTok, then, you know, I don't know what to say. Mike, does that mean you are not a fan of, um, uh, of like any service, like ongoing service model or, um, like do you, is your view that everything is better off free to play in the gaming industry, uh, whether it's content or games, like, do you think Xbox game pass at some point doesn't make sense or, or Netflix's upcoming, whatever subscription they're going to do won't make sense or. No, I think it's an awesome question. I don't. I don't mean to imply that. Um, I am basically a, a skew is free. So, mm-hmm. like when I did work for Bethesda, I'm like, dudes, I don't want to look at your spreadsheets. It's like PC console. It's free, and and don't don't tell me you're gonna you know mix and match and give them things they're not used to. Let everybody, you know, The Sims Online years ago, if we had made it free to play at EA, instead of selling, you know, 100,000 copies, which is what I predicted, we would have, look, we had 8 million active Sims players in PC. We would have had millions downloaded. I'm sure we would have caught up with people. So I, it's hard for me to look at a paid app and not ask about the free model. But the free model to me is, is monthly subscription, IAP, power-ups, extras, no ads. If I was the king of apps, I would be like every app in the world would have a no ad button, you know, and you're 99 cents a day, a month, whatever. Um, And I know, and I've had some great conversations with some great people, including one of my favorite conversations of all time with Andrew Wilson at EA years ago. And I said to Andrew, you're leaving money on the table. You should be charging more for your IEP. And Andrew said, I know that and I'm cool with that because I want to over serve these people. I want him to charge 600 and, and you know, make every penny. And he actually had the wisdom to, to charge a lot, but, but less than he could have. And so um, what we've discovered is not only that there are whales, but that we can, is there is no average. Why are we selling things for an average price? I mean, it is amazing to me. I was on this... Uh, Small trip to Cabo just till yesterday. And day before, we took out a small catamaran with a small crew. And um, they just threw this photographer on board. And you might go, well, the photographer was free. My point of view was I was paying for that photographer's, like, gas and food. And what I was kind of angry because no one, you know, told me. And, of course, what they wanted me to do was to buy a picture because yeah. I don't have a camera. And I kept thinking from a business model point of view that, you know, free to have the photographer on the boat and every single picture costs you, you know, where was the free picture today of this amazing thing where the fish were trying to eat me instead of the Doritos? And then I buy five more pictures or, I mean, there's so many things I can say about this. And also I said 
to people on the boat who got tired of me ranting and raving, as I'm sure all of you are now. Uh, I go, I don't know, they didn't even come up this the right way. They like sneaky, sneak the photographer on the boat and then, oh my God, free photo. You know, you know, it's like at the restaurants, you know, does that, you know, ever still happen? Well, what they should have done is after we booked the boat, they should have written us and said, would you be interested in these supplements, Mr. Vorhaus? For instance, <laughs> instead of the V1 Grenache Syrah mix, we could deliver V3 from Casa Madero for an extra $60. Photographer, private photographer on the boat, unlimited photos delivered to you digitally and a booklet, $500. I mean, so what do I want to say? I want to say use your brain on business models. And in digital, you have omni opportunities for business models. Yeah. Mm. Um, but don't don't lock the front door. Yeah. I love this, Mike. We could do 10 more episodes with you. I just want to make sure before we wrap, because I know for the sake of time here, I just want to get get I just wanted to get to this because I know you're involved here. Can you talk to uh, <laughs> this is a story from Games B Toya raises four million after miraculous ladybug crosses two hundred million plays on Roblox. We're all big fans of what Roblox is building. I know you are personally involved with Toya here. Uh, could you just speak to this a bit and what Toy is doing, what your experience has been with Roblox, if any? Or um... And I'm super proud to say that both when I worked for other people and then when I worked for that amazing board of directors that I mentioned earlier showering with me every day, uh, that Roblox is a client. And I, I think the world of them and, and Dave Bazuki is, uh, I mean, I don't want to ever like have an argument with him because Dave will always win, but uh, he is uh, a visionary. He is... Um, uh, in gaming, you know, Elon Musk and David Helgeson rolled together. Um, so I had this great opportunity through my good friend named Guy DeBeer in Israel to meet Anach Berling um, and Ifat, uh, whose last name I cannot pronounce right this second, uh, who founded Toya a number of years ago. And they started making games. They wanted to get to girls, minor females, and they wanted to, to get games in front of them that were positive role models and they started on minecraft they're not like not fun it's just that it's not you know the the guy's not you know bringing home the bacon and the woman's not you know changing the diapers it's you know you know every you know gender is not central to the role of the people in these games and of course in miraculous ladybug you have a female protagonist anyway and um and not uh Sperling, the ceo and co-founder a uh, former, or not former, a filmmaker, a feminist filmmaker, a filmmaker, a feminist, a great person, one of the best Israeli business people I've ever met, great listener, great talker, um, is always open to new approaches. And they did not give up. They raised about, you know, a million bucks or so, made a couple of games, killed bad games, supercell, supercell. We talked about killing game. We talk about killing games now in our ongoing relationship. And they've tried some different IP and they've tried some different co-devs. Zag, which is also Israeli-based, came to them. I may have played, I can't remember if I played a role in that introduction. Meanwhile, we were kind of running out of money. You know, I mean, you know, the number one thing you know about a guy who's raising around is he's doesn't got a lot of money in the bank, generally speaking. I mean, we can make games very inexpensively in Israel, and she also is a substantial team in the Ukraine. And oh, and by the way, majority of the technologists, developers, coders, et cetera, at Toya are women. They mm -hmm. even had they, they they've done a number of things in terms of diversity and inclusion, and they launched the game Miraculous Ladybug, and we saw amazing virality. One of the many things Roblox does to help their studios is they give you a good testing environment with thousands of players. So if it's a great game, it will get great metrics. I look at them regularly for Toya. And, you know, when we did a million, two million, three million, and the next thing I know we're at 10 million in five days, then we're at 100 million in a month. And I start calling everybody that we've ever met with on the funding side. Hey, did you hear about a Knott's hit game? And, you know, Anat puts out an update and updates her deck and hits the road. And all the best people looked at her. Uh, we got really close with one or two very traditional big names in mobile game funding, who, of course, wanted to know if we're really just a stalking horse for iOS Android, which, you know, I imagine Anat's considering that. But if you quadruple Roblox overall, you recognize that, they, which is easy to do. You go, I mean, they're opening in China. 
I mean, Toyo probably doubled their numbers just by going live in China. And you increase the number of Robux, and you recognize that there's very little UA cost because it doesn't work in the Roblox environment. It's all algorithm-driven. Um, there will be $100 million profit games coming off the Roblox platform. And by the way, when, you know, a studio of 10 people can make, you know, 10,000 bucks a day, that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, we can't all be Supercell overnight or, or play Tika. And she ended up, surprise, surprise, hit game, good cause, good team, couple of term sheets, oversubscribed. And, you know, we could have sold the whole company <laughs> for nothing because, you know, our valuation is still quite modest. I know one investor who I won't name in public as much as I would like to, who implied to me, said to me recently they only invested because she was a woman and because I asked him to, which I was deeply offended by, and I wanted to write him a check immediately. And lo and behold, when he converted it, you know, 20% discount below the current price, uh, his only question was, can I buy more? <laughs> um, Mike, I noticed in this round was DraftKings, and I guess my only question was... Um, you know, given the audience for these games and Roblox, I, I know the data shows there's a lot of 18 plus on Roblox, but uh, at least the feeling is it, it trends younger. Is Draft How does DraftKings sort of look at this kind of investment given the nature of their business? Oh, great question. I'm really glad you asked that. So DraftKings, Jason Robbins, Paul, uh, Matthew, um, they saw a lot of early stage deal flow and they had had a little bit of liquidity at different times. So they started becoming angel investors and it became clear that a, they had good deal flow and that B some things made sense for DraftKings, Some things didn't something. Yeah. And they said, you know what? And this is, you know, I don't know if it was Jason Robbins idea alone, but you know, I adore Jason. I, I think he's the next um, uh, Mark Benioff. I mean, I'm not going to say Jason's jobs or gates, but I think he's, you know, the most amazing, you know, scaling businessman. And he said, you know what? Let's start a fund. We'll call it draft. We'll call it drive by DraftKings. We'll seed it. I'll throw some investments in. All the guys who made a ton of money. Uh, I mean, all of us who made a ton of money on DraftKings, we can't stop like, giving money to each other. And so it's like, you know, accomplice put in some money and Boston Seed put in some money. I mean, how do you say no? I mean, we're talking about, I mean, Rain, we're talking about gigantic, you know, returns. You know, it's a $22 billion company. And lo and behold, they had a fund with LPs and and they broadly want to do gaming. They don't expressly anymore want to just support DraftKings, but they will do esports data, they will do sports data, they will do sports betting, they will do it, but they also want to do creator economy. They also have a diversity and inclusion uh, mission. Uh, and when they announce their superstar advisory board, you will see it in, in all of its importance. And um, so it is, in fact, a standalone company. Uh, I will guarantee you that the worst thing that could have happened to us at Toya would have been for DraftKings to think somebody would have thought that in any way they're interested in gambling on Roblox. First of all, you are an idiot because Dave Bazuki will have you removed from the planet uh, if you come up with that. I mean, that's not a good idea. And it's, and it's not going to happen. Um, and will Roblox age up? No doubt. Uh, we should not forget that one of the biggest groups playing um, Toontown in the old days, a kid's game at Disney and MMO, were also EverQuest players in many cases. Um, but this is, getting away from DraftKings, this is the Roblox big question, is how much can you age up? Do you yep. need Roblox for adults? It's an interesting one, and I was one of those EverQuest players that played Toontown. So there you go. The, the, uh, <laughs> and you, and you look even more that way today. <laughs> there you go. Um, guys, uh, you know that uh, I, the time flew by here, Mike. We're gonna have to have you back because we probably could have done ten episodes uh, easily. We, I know we got to only uh, scratch the surface. There's probably so much more we could have dug into here, um, but thank you, you for being do on the podcast. If you 10 episodes of me, I guarantee the Mike Vorhouse filter will go viral. <laughs> it filters it. me out. <laughs> and it just uh, leaves... The Book of Esports. There you go. Great reminder. Go leave a review on Amazon. Tell William how much you love the book. Um, <laughs> you can also get it in Spanish now. There you go. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> Mike, where can people find you if you want to be found? 6208. Oh, no, we're not my address. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, Mike Vorhouse at Link. Michael Vorhouse at LinkedIn is my, my preferred easiest approach. Mike at VorhouseAdvisors.com. Uh, sure. You guys put on a great series of content. You are exactly the creators uh, that the world is living on your content. And I thank you for making that content. Well, thank you for, for coming and participating and taking the time. I know our audience is going to absolutely love you. Thank you so much, Mike. A real pleasure to get you on. Seriously. My pleasure. Just as always, guys, a quick reminder. Every Wednesday evening, we do a live show. Uh, we get to all the news that we didn't cover on the podcast. Um, it's 8.30 p.m. Eastern time every single Wednesday. Uh, would love uh, for all of our listeners to come participate, get in our faces, ask questions, challenge us. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and as always, uh, this podcast drops every single week. Make sure to follow us everywhere, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We really appreciate it. Go buy the book of esports. If you haven't already, uh, you, you've waited too long at this point. And, and, and go uh, to Jimmy's Patreon account because he <laughs> had to close his OnlyFans account. That's it. Uh, and as always, guys, we will see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business of Esports podcast. Check us out at thebusinessofesports.com and on Twitter at bizesports. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.